Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 14th episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud. The bald monster is back, Troy. Wait, wait, Another week wait, of wait, Valorant, wait, baby. Wait, why you gotta throw in the bald monster, bro? Because I, I gotta be what? the first one. I gotta be the first one that throws the first punch. And what a oh. bad, better way to do it than the intro, okay? Get it out of the way, establish That's my true. alpha male, establish the dominance, Troy. Yeah, I get... I, I got some free Valorant point tips for you later on. I promise I'm going to repay that one quite a bit. Nah, man, another week of Valorant. We are again late to the to to the show this week. A good reason, Here we though. are, Taylor. Another day we're late, and this time, ladies and gentlemen, this was not on me. This was not my fault. This is all Taylor's fault. All right, we're going to throw it back. All right, much quicker, I guess, than before. Look. I don't know if you guys if you guys saw in the news, maybe you live, you know, close to Illinois or, or, or Midwest, but uh, we got hit with some storms super, super hard. And I had my power out for like 20 hours. Couldn't record anything, couldn't do anything. It was awful. But we're back, got power again until the next storm rolls through. So that's why we didn't record. You know, I, and I, do hear apologize. In my head, I hear in my head, uh, like my, my, my great uncle telling me, you should have had a generator. If you would have had a had generator. It. Yeah, just let me hook up a generator to my to the <laughs> side of my apartment, right, that I pay rent for. A really good investment, Troy. Your grandpa would have been proud of me. Hey, you should <laughs> have had a generator and some extension cables. You would have been okay. fine. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know what? We apologize, guys, but we are back, and we're going to get back on track. We'll record every Sunday release on Monday or Sunday night, so you guys can- uh, Probably not. Just action. for everybody, let, I'm not going to disappoint you. It probably won't happen. Every single week like that. We will try, Agents. though. Agents, it's going to happen, okay? It's going to work out because I'm going to make it happen, okay? Even if I have to record from, like, you know, the the string and the and the cans, okay? We'll, we'll find some way to make it work. I don't know. That, that's an old reference. Check it out, guys. Let's go ahead and get into our first section. Let's go ahead and ask the agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. All right, always good to hear from you guys, and I think we had a lot of great comments this week, so let's get it started with Arch Bio. Comes in and says, great show. Love to listen to it. Been listening since episode one. The tips and tricks have helped me many times. Keep up the great work. Well, Arch Bio, thank you so much for your comment, and we have a fantastic tip and trick coming out from T1 Kurt just a little bit later in our save or spend. Make sure you stick around and listen to that one because it is going to blow your mind like it blew my mind and Troy's mind. Yeah, dude, I love all these comments. This time we got Raid LG. He says, love it so much, two hearts. So this is a great podcast. Love to keep checking in every week. Great host. Keep it up, guys. Question too loud. Have you stopped the Fortnite podcast? Man, the Fortnite podcast, I mean, they. I love all these listeners. They, they, by the way, if you listen to the Fortnite podcast and you listen to this show, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support. Like, seriously, you guys are awesome, awesome listeners. Um, and he said, what is your favorite character? Have a great day. Uh, I, I have momentarily stopped the Fortnite podcast, yes. Um, me and Monster are good friends. We're great buddies. Uh, it's literally just the fact that I don't play that game much anymore. Uh, being a father, having limited time, 
I don't uh, I don't get a lot of time to play games, and when I do right now, it is Valorant and spending time playing Valorant. And so um, I I feel that it's best whenever I'm not involved in the game to you know not talk about it because it's not to me to me Taylor. It's not you know uh, what do you call that? It's 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 not generic, right? It's not it's not it's not being real to yourself. And so mm. uh, I play Valorant. I love Valorant. I'm going to talk about Valorant as long as I play it. And then one day, if something happens and I don't do that, then I probably won't talk about Valorant. But uh, for right now, yeah, I'm kind of taking a break from the Fortnite podcast, but I know Monster's working on some things to start releasing some episodes for you guys. So there are something in the works there. And what is your favorite character? Mine is Brimstone. I absolutely love Brimstone for multiple reasons. Um, uh, I, I love the ability to kind of call the shots a little bit, right? Where, where, where we're pushing, where we're going. Um, we play with some guys that have great game sense. And so uh, being able to, to drop you know, a smoke and kind of, uh, know what what the play is going to be like. Know where players are going to go. Uh, really allows kind of into my gameplay and what I like. To, I like to play that middle ground, not too aggressive, not too passive, right in the middle. And so, Brimstone fits me really well. And me, you know, I'm a breach guy. And by the way, been seeing a lot more breach as of recently, which makes my heart so happy. We did. We saw some breach, and a I ton. thought a breach was like going to win the tournament this past weekend. You know, the team that used a breach, but- one step at a time. One step uh, at a time. They, all right, we breach, we breach mains will be on top. Okay. You brimstones have got enough love as it is yeah, recently. It is but true. But breach for yeah. sure is going to be on top. Either way, thank you so much, Radio LG. We do appreciate you. You have a fantastic day. I know at the end you said have a great day. This next one comes from I Love Valorant. Guns and maps. Awesome show. What do y'all think will be the new gun? Or when do you think they'll add a new gun or a new map? So new gun, I think it's uh, pretty universal that right now they're not going to be adding any new guns. As of recently, they're very uh, satisfied with where new guns are at. So I don't think we'll see any new guns uh, coming through. I think there's enough variety as it is. And there just needs to be some checks and balances that are put in place for some of them out there, aka the op and, and so on and so forth. But as far as maps go, they were very uh, apparent with that and very transparent at the very beginning. They said there are going to be two acts per each episode, uh, essentially. So, you're, you know, two mini seasons for your big season whenever you see the season changes. Um, so right now we are on the second act, which means after this act, there should be a new map or something big that is added into the game. So we can hope after this act is finished with, we should see a new map, maybe even two new maps, hopefully. But we're trying to get up to the seven or nine map total. So when we do these tournaments, or when, I shouldn't say we, but when Valorant or whoever runs tournaments for the Valorant pro scene or the Valorant competitive scene, it, you know, your, your standard best of five doesn't see a map played twice, right? We can have enough variety so we can see, you know, five different maps. That's where we want to be. But it should be after this act, I love Valorant. That's when we should see a new one come into play. Man, I'm excited to see new maps. Like, I don't know when they're going to come. I, I know, like you said, Taylor, after the sack, we should have another one. Um, you know, Christmas time is coming too, like holiday season, right? And it always seems to be a really big thing when games hit the scene like Valorant. It's first year. During those big, you know, uh, North America holidays, they seem to like do really big things. So we'll see, um, you know, if that happens, uh, you know, we'll see if, if uh, you know, Christmas happens around the world. It also happens in Valorant, you know, uh, and I think we will hopefully see something. Will there be effects like in maps? Will we see like snow appear in maps, you think, like just for aesthetics? Well so you point that out. We did talk about that on, on the last Valorant show. And one of the things that they were very apparent on is they wanted to tell the story of Valorant 
but not necessarily tell it through the maps themselves because they want to think of competitive esports first. So that's not going to be like Fortnite where you see map changes happening uh, time and time again, new locations being added, new locations going away mid-season. Um, so I don't think we'll see, you know, necessarily big changes, but you're right. Maybe some lights added in, right? Maybe we'll see some, uh, some snow added on the ground, which by the way, there is this portion uh, on, on, uh, on Haven and it's on the sea site. And I don't know what it is. It's this little piece on the ground. Maybe I haven't noticed it before, but it's got a weird texture. If you go and you knife it, it, it it's almost like you're knifing sand or you're knifing snow. That's what it kind of sounds like. Maybe I've got the tinfoil hat on, but maybe they are slowly adding new things. It might've already been there, but at least I just huh. noticed it. I got a score brain, so maybe I don't notice it's everything. Not, it's not like on, uh, it's not like on uh, Bind, the sand that's right there when you come out of, uh, you know, no, the it's, it's people always all the sound you mean? Yeah, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have to go and actually check that out. It's got a weird, weird sound to it. it I'm telling you, go check. It's it's just on the outside of the platform of Haven. Uh, I'm nerding out on it way too much. It's literally just a piece of like texture, but it has a totally different sound than the rest of it. So I'm like, was huh. that there before? Was it not there before? Are they adding it? Are they not? I I don't I, know. I would I would like um, I would like some aesthetic changes. Like you don't have to change the map at all. Just aesthetically change what it looks like for a little. Well, we bit, noticed you that. Know? We noticed that on Split. Remember. Yeah, when the new glitch pop, right? They they kind of decorated the store when you're on the uh, defensive side to your left. If you guys look to your left, you'll see that it's decorated out with like glitch pop. So I think they're going to continue to add new features like that. I agree though. Yeah. And the artwork too. Do you think the artwork on the walls have been changing? I don't know. Because you know I how they have like the the weird cat. I don't know what the cat's doing on on uh on ascent. <laughs> yeah. You know, over I don't on the know. B side. You know, on the little wall. I I, I want to see them add more artwork. Maybe some of this Microsoft Paint. Yeah, uh, no. That we'll talk about later, but we're, I mean, we're going to, we, you know, it's the end of the year. We're going to see, I, I'm sure we're going to see something new come with Act 3 as well. Um, it's the, you know, big hoorah into the end of the year as well. So we'll, I don't know, but I think they're also going to start like next year really strong in January, you know, with a new year, new, new act completely, you know what I mean? So, uh, or new season, you know, three acts are going into the next season. So it'll be season two. Act one. So I, I don't, um, you know, we'll see a bunch of new stuff soon. I love Valorant uh, and we love Valorant as well, buddy. Thanks so much for coming in. We, last one here we got, I think, is Noose. Did I say that correct? Noose? Yeah, Noose. Mm -hmm. All right. I just, just making sure I'm pronouncing it right. You know, sometimes how people, you know, sometimes say Sometimes you be wild name. with what you're saying. I'd be wild with what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, enjoying the podcast a lot. I have a small suggestion. When talking about audio hints, it would be cool. If you played the audio last episode, you were talking about four beeps per second on the bomb. And I think playing the sound would have the tip much more d digestible. What do you think about the radar and player count in deathmatch? Uh, first off, I will say the audio idea is great. Like I love grabbing audio clips when I can. And uh, you're right. They, they, we have some opportunities. We definitely could play some of those and share some of those. So we might have to do that. Might have to look for some things. Actually, told Taylor a while back I'd love to do a spot on the on the show uh where we had you guys kind of interact with us and uh, we played a sound and allowed you guys kind of to interact with us on social media and tell us what you think it is and maybe give away some some prizes and stuff so we'll see if we if we get to that point uh but that is definitely something we've been we have thought about before so thanks so much for for that suggestion and when we can jump them in where we will but what do we think about the radar and the player count in, uh in deathmatch wow 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 Taylor that's a loaded question for me man uh, you think because so? the radar, I think, is very controversial. Really? I would, I would rather not have it. I think it's uh, if you're gonna sit in a corner 
and play the corner game, I just don't think you would benefit in deathmatch anyways. Like, you're going to probably lose because what I've kind of found and how deathmatch is played is players are moving around so much, you can't really be still. Peeker's advantage is so strong and because people just don't care. They're just W-keying and running around. And so uh, I, I don't really like the radar. I think it's kind of stupid. The spawns are sometimes pretty messed up. Uh, depending on where you are, but overall, I really like Deathmatch. I've been really enjoying it. I think it's the best warm-up game for sure. Oh, 100%. Without question, if you're going to warm up, you go into Deathmatch, without question. Now, as far as what Deathmatch is, as you guys know, it's kind of like a free-for-all. That's really what it is. It's a free-for-all, right? You go in, you warm up, you're able to choose any weapon you want, you gain the plus sign, then that gives you, it reloads your weapon automatically, and on top of that, you also get all your health back, plus your 50 shield that you have. So uh, it takes the economy out of the way, get in there, you can practice with your sheriff, your marshal, your op, whatever you want. So for me, I love Deathmatch. I think it's fantastic. I am very, very very happy with it. I think it's it's quick, it's easy, it's to the point. The only thing that I'm sad about Deathmatch is the fact that you can't progress your challenges while you're playing Deathmatch. That's something that I personally would have liked, especially, think about it, deal damage, okay? When you are doing your deal damage challenge, it's not necessarily too hard, especially if it's a weekly. I think it's like 25,000 damage points overall. You get 100, theoretically, you know, base points if you are to, you know, kill an enemy player, 150 if they have, you know, shield or armor or 25. Um, but the point is, I would have really have liked to uh, to be progressing towards my weekly or daily challenges during deathmatch. Uh, but for me, like I said, I, I'm happy with it. I think it's awesome. It's what, seven minutes, six minutes? I, I do yeah, believe six minutes. Per, six minutes per round. Plus, I think it's up to 30 eliminations. Um, you have to get the 30 eliminations. Um, and as far as the radar goes, honestly, I'm happy with it. You know, I, I really am. I think radar is just fine because you're playing deathmatch, not necessarily to win because you're not progressing towards anything, right? It's not something you go into to, to kind of grind, right? You're not gaining any... Uh, I think you get 500 XP for it, which is like peanuts compared to, of course, going yeah. into a spike rush. You're not... It, it literally is just solely for warming up your shot and getting more effective with each weapon you want to practice. So for me, radar being on there gets me into engagements faster than there would be if I was just roaming around the Man, map. Man, I don't even look at that radar. Back. You could take it off my screen completely. I like, look give at me, it. Give me no radar. I don't want no really? radar. I, a hardcore mode, man. Like, give hardcore me a hardcore mode. mode. You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> I, but, I'm happy with it. Uh, it it's a, I mean, look, I, I really do like it as a warm-up game. Um, I hope they have fun with it, bring different things to it, try, you know, mess around with it. I think Valentine's in this really weird space where people are just going to accept it as a hardcore esport game. And when you get things from the devs that are fun and enjoyable for the community, it's like, oh, thank you. And it's different than, say, a game like Fortnite where it started off as a fun game and then became competitive, right? And they're caught in this space then. Uh, and I think with Riot coming out and setting president, you know, we talked a little bit about last week about how they've taken a stance that competitive is the first and foremost thing that they look at when they take anything into consideration. Uh, I think that just speaks to, uh, you know, their focus. But also, like, it is fun to have these deathmatch options that we have right now and, and see, you know, are, what, what, what are they going to do with, with Spike Rush now, right? But talk about challenges. I would like my challenges to be for each game type. Like, give me weekly challenges for each game type. I agree. That's what I want. I want that too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, you got a spike rush challenge. You got a deathmatch yeah. challenge. You know, you've got a rank challenge. Well, not even rank, but just regular, you know. Uh, yeah, play five play ranked unrated. games this week. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like that's what I want personally. Yep. And then reward. And you know, they could they could you know tailor the rewards for you know how 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 long it takes to do. But the point is though, deathmatch. I, I for sure want some more incentive to go in there. But I think it's great. I was watching you know uh, Golden Boy Alex Mendez play earlier. Uh, and he was doing deathmatch, and he was just warming up his marshal, warming up his, uh, you know, his sheriff, his his op, and things, you know. And it, that's what it's intended for. It, absolutely, it's it's nothing more than to go in there and practice your shot, get warmed up, and get better. That's strictly you, what it is. Do you like you like the the little uh, warm up before the warm up? Essentially, you know, I mean, I don't like, know what that's it's, for. I it's just a warm up. Game. Yeah, yeah, like it is interesting. The countdown. I don't really get it, but I mean, hey, it's a warm up. And it's more time to shoot heads, so it's a lot yeah. of fun either way. I think they just got to get people in there and queue them up. Well, one thing that they're definitely trying to get people to do is get some free Valorant points. Let's jump in to run it back and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, let's bring it back. So, Taylor, did you hear me? I said free Valorant points, my friend. Are you ready for what I have here to uncover for you? All right, so free Valorant points. First and foremost, when somebody says you want free Valorant points, I believe it's a scam. I'm not giving you my email. I'm not giving you any of my information because I'm not about to be hacked. So it's not a scam, but you're telling me I get free Valorant points. No scam at all. Free Valorant points for you guys, you listeners out there. We have a tip for you. This is real. This is not like a click on us, help us, make us money. This is a real tip. But please listen to all these instructions prior to doing any of this stuff. All right, so Taylor, this is what happened. Um, I'm I'm not gonna you know get into all the details and read the article word for word, but basically, painfully, there was uh there's a way to get free Valorant points. Um, there was a a individual who reached out to the support team about uh some Valorant points that they're missing, um and uh I I'm not sure exactly what enticed them to do this like what happened but long story short a riot support staffer confirmed that if this person needed anything else they would uh basically take art from them right the the art and help them out they weren't sure how they how they could help them out right so this is a a riot games player support representative uh they answer back to this to this individual he says oh man i get the feeling uh of only only been a little short on Valorant points for the weapon skin that you want. Unfortunately, I cannot give you Valorant points out for free, but that doesn't mean I cannot help you out. If you can submit to me an original piece of artwork that's in the Valorant universe, I'll see what I can do to help. It can be done on something as simple as MS Paint or any other application of your choice. Looking forward to seeing what you come up with. Caged Corgi, I believe it is? Troy, it's a corgi. It's like a dog. Cage corgi. Ah, cage corgi. Ah, okay. You've heard of a corgi before. Yes. Yes. So he gets he goes through this. He creates this 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 art yeah. piece here, Taylor. I'm looking at it. And uh, uh all I gotta say is, wow, that is that is a beautiful work of art from Microsoft. Paint. I mean, let's be honest, there is some detail in this. There, there, is there some, definitely is some detail. I see that we are on bind. Yeah, yeah, we are on uh, bind. We see the boxes. We have the sage wall. You got the sage face. We got an omen in front with some detail on the omen, actually, to really make out that it's him. What What does the word say? Yims. 
Uh, it said yems, but it was chased to yes, Y-E-S. Oh, okay. I do see that. What? But what does yems mean? What is a yim? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be something Maybe in the Jim? right universe. Maybe they meant Jim. With a Y? With a Y? I don't know. They, they might have. <laughs> they might I'm have. Just... So, all right. So I, I'm looking at this. So how much Valorant points did he get for this? Because I don't even know if it's worth it for me to draw in Microsoft Paint. Is it worth it for me to utilize all of my CPU cores and all of my RAM that I just bought to open up Microsoft Paint? Well, they call this masterpiece Sneaky Sage. And the Sneaky artwork Sage. awarded him a astonishing 40 <laughs> Valorant points. 4D. 4-0. 40 Valorant points, Taylor. That's what was awarded here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you do the math, it is 475 points for $5, okay? Five American U.S. dollars. <laughs> Basically, almost a little bit over a penny per point. So, if you put that out to 40 VP points, it's less than 50 cents, Taylor. This Probably. man spent hours drawing this on MS Paint. This he masterpiece got he got like to be cents. awarded 50 cents. I'm looking at this artwork and I'm thinking to myself, that's at least worth a dollar. Okay, that's at least worth 100 Valor points. When you first told me this story, Troy, you told me 40 <laughs> Valor points. And I'm thinking to myself, no, nah, it can't be right. 40, 40 Valor points doesn't make sense. Like, you're not reading that right. Are, you you got to mean 40 Radionite points because I'm like, all right, that, that right there is crazy. 40, you know, Radionite points? For, for for doing artwork, I'm doing it. I'm I'm becoming an artist. Stick figures all the way. But then you tell me 40 Valorant points. I'm like, well, I think I'll pass. But you know what I like about this though, especially from from Cage Corgi, right? Riot gains player support. He's coming through and he's actually giving some incentive to get the community involved. And I think that's what it's all about, right? Whenever it comes to Valorant, it's about involving the community and that is what he is doing. And he just now became, I don't know many players support people for Riot Games, but he is now officially my favorite guy. All right, Cage Corgi. I like, I like Corgi's Cage before, but I'm all Corgi about him. on yeah. Twitter. Like everybody find Cage Corgi on Twitter. Let's follow him. Let's let him know that the Valorant show loves him and his 40 valorant points he awarded 40 big ones baby i do i do i i am a bit like here's the thing i I love the interaction too i agree with you it's a really cool thing like how cool is to get a letter and say like man can y'all lower the prices you know i'm just 20 valorant points short or whatever you know like can you help me and uh because i understand that not everybody has the means to spend the money on the game we've talked about this many times but uh, to, to help him out and give him the points he needed, obviously, to probably get the item he was looking to get is why I'm guessing it was 40 Valorant points. Yep. Um, and, you know, he obviously had access to see how many points the kid had and blah, blah, whatever. Uh, but uh, I, I, I do think, like, man, wouldn't it be so cool just to give him, like, 4,000 Valorant points? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, imagine you know, 4,000 per everybody who goes in, in, in Microsoft Paint. I'm, first and foremost, how much artwork did, did Cage Corgi actually get? You know what I'm saying? After this, in response to this. This, yeah. this is my thing, though. This is my thing. You can't earn, at least to my knowledge, you cannot earn Valorant points. 
You only the only way you get Valor points is by buying them. You can only earn Radiant or Radiant. That's true. Excuse me. That's true. So, yeah. This is actually the first chance ever to earn yourself some free Valorant points. It may only be 40, but this Cage Corgi guy is starting a revolution, Troy. Yeah, so if if listeners want to get in on that, this is what you got to do. There's a little process here. Maybe we'll put this in the show notes for this week. Uh, but you're going to need to submit a support ticket to Riot. You got to choose purchase and in-game content or general as a request type. Number three, Wait for the reply from Riot to see if they can try and help you out. Number four, draw your magnificent art piece of artwork. And number five, submit it back to Riot, and the VP should appear in your, in your account in the coming days. Uh, it's like 20 Valor points I think most people are getting or something like that, not even the 40, so you're getting 20 cents. Uh, maybe 25 cents if it works out. So, uh, But hey... Free Valorant points, like you said, Taylor. Free Valorant points. You got, are, you, are you submitting, and what are you drawing, Taylor? What are you... Right now, I see you in paint already. I see that. I you see the, the reflection going on yeah. on your face. No, t- no pun intended reflection. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're working on it over there already. What, <laughs> what are you crafting up to submit? Well, I mean, you really caught me off guard with this one because I'm not crafting anything for 40 Valorant points. You know what? I... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll draw a breach. Maybe I'll, I'll have my attempt at a breach, and then I'll send oh, it over man. there, and I'll say this is at least worth 50 Valorant points. Don't worry. Send it won't it even be it. worth one Valorant point. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Hey, uh, and, and, I'll, I'll play the game, though. Why not? Well, mention play the game. Hit registration, my friend. Tell us what's going on here. Man, hit registration has been a, a hot topic as of recently, and this kind of comes from, I, I think a lot of people have been talking about hit registration for quite some time, because people haven't been happy with the recoil, first and foremost, but aside from that, people have been saying and, and stating, look, I'm getting a, you know, I'm getting a headshot, right? I know you played in a game, imagine this, right? You're playing in a game, you see the head light up, you see the head knock back, and you are absolutely convinced you got the headshot only to be domed yourself by your enemy. You're dead. So you look That's at every the, one of my deaths. Every, every one single of my one. Death. But then you look at the kill feed or you look at, you know, the, the kill recap, if you will, where the, the players pop up top right. And you see, no, you didn't hit a headshot, actually. You you hit a chest shot. And you're like, what's going on here? So no, this it was actually a, head, Taylor. It was all head. Well, maybe on your end. But this is the thing that's happening, okay? There is obviously a client side of things. And there are there's a server side of things, and obviously this is this is natural. This is what happens. So essentially, from what I'm gaining from this, and you guys can actually read this very detailed article yourself. It's on PlayValorant.com. It's called "The State of Hit Registration," and I love this article. It comes out, and uh, it's it's it comes directly from Kevin Lee. He's a software engineer on Valorant, so he's with the game system teams. Essentially, this team works on uh, anything from movement to gameplay to combat and input. So they do quite a bit of things. And for them, they do take this hit registration very seriously. But the biggest talking point has been what you are seeing on your screen isn't matching up with what the server is seeing. So there are many complications that go into making a game. And when it comes to Valorant, they made this game specifically that it can be ran on a potato. It's been it's been said many times. Essentially, anything that any system that you have, the most basic system, can essentially run Valorant. Now, of course, with that, 
There are some latency th- uh, latency issues that do come in if your system isn't powerful or strong. Now, it doesn't have to be very strong, but I'm saying if you're operating on an, an absolute potato, you're going to notice there are some latency and you're going to notice your shots are not lining up and that's just a natural way of things. But pros, competitive players are saying hit registration isn't making sense. And more importantly, it's not making sense if you are East Coast and you're on a West Coast server, or you're West Coast and you're on an East Coast server, or more importantly, if you're European and you're playing you know, on a, on a North American server, there are major issues. And this goes even for the recoil pattern themselves. So apparently there's an issue, at least we are claiming. But from what I uh, at least get from this article, Troy, is there really isn't any issues. In fact, the only issue is, is a visual issue. The data is still making sense on the server end, but visually, it's not making sense on our end. So they're yeah. going to find a way to make that work. But obviously, this is a complex issue, more complex than people think it might be. But either way, from what I'm reading, Troy, if, correct me if I'm wrong, they, they really don't think there is an issue. Yeah, they definitely came out. Uh, I think they ended the uh, Kevin Lee, who is the game systems uh, lead uh he basically finished up by saying you know like hey keep challenging us keep sending these type of videos to us we love to see it we love the challenge uh we love to make sure that you know the system is working or you know catch things if they're not working properly but they do break down they go through here and have multiple scenarios in this article and they really do show uh what's kind of happening from a visual effects situation to the timing um and i i remember this happening in a couple other esports per se games throughout you know throughout the the few years i've been in the industry and one of the things that they have to do is actually create a delay on the server side to make up for this change uh but it's not like an easy thing to do all right because it's timing for all the servers it's coding it's having to go in there and redo it all so um i don't know if you know as they go through here they're going to look at that but like you said if it's a one-to-one especially in the land situation we shouldn't see any type of this at all ever happen um, and that's what's going to be really interesting, Taylor, as we continue to move throughout uh, competitive Valorant and the first time we've really seen an eSport come on scene where it crowed only over online, no events actually happening. So we haven't got a real sense of what a land environment would even look like in Valorant and how hit registration like this is going to affect the game because we know online is different than when you play in person. Oh, it's it's two totally different things. And that's what makes me excited for land events, given the fact that, you know, I, I think the gameplay is a lot cleaner. It's a lot smoother, as you said, right? You don't have to deal with, with the server-side issues, so you can go in there, and it's going to be, like, the cleanest gameplay that you can get, theoretically. Um, but more importantly, too, I want to watch, you know, China, Japan, EU, North America kind of come together and all play against each other. I think that's going to be a beautiful thing, right? We don't, We obviously can't have that at this point in time with COVID, but eventually we will. But right now, it's it's creating a lot, and I think actually it's it, it's in a way uh, an interesting thing because everybody kind of can speculate, and make videos, and, and make you know all these speculations on which region is the best. Truthfully, we don't know. We have an idea, but we really don't know. So I'm very curious to see once land events do happen, who is the better at the end. Basically, what this boils down to, guys, is the fact, like I said, the graphics isn't. I say graphics, but I mean like whenever you do shoot a player. The the blood particles, the visual effects, the blood particles, the sparks, whichever, you know, you play on. If you have blood turned off, it it creates sparks, if you guys didn't know that. Um, But the visual effects isn't matching up with 
the server side of things and you're not seeing what, what the server is seeing essentially. And it's very minute, but it does happen. So they're thinking about potentially maybe, you know, moving it to where you will actually see the effects move with the character. But the approach, the one negative thing about that, as they go on to say, is essentially if a player moves behind cover, um, if you are to shoot that player in the head, essentially that player who, who's, you know, jiggle peeking a corner, essentially going back and forth on a corner, by the time he moves back, the hit will then confirm and that'll arrive from the server, which means the shooter may not even be able to see that the hit was confirmed when he spawns. So essentially, he either he may not know that he was even shot, or you may not even know that you shot that player. So it's it's a bit tricky. Very curious to see how they work with that, but it's something that was brought up in the community. But either way, yeah. go read the article, playvalorant.com, the state of hit registration. It's an incredibly detailed read, but if you want some more knowledge on it, please go through and read it. But more importantly, too, uh, you know, obviously, we, we have a very archaic ping system, Troy. And it looks like the ping system is maybe going to be updated. Go ahead and run me through that a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it's archaic, really. I mean, there's some great options they've already created in it. But what they're basically uh, talking about is uh, creating voice lines for the callouts on the map. So um, in case you didn't know, you can have a wheel by holding Z, I think, default. If you hold Z down, uh, you can have your wheel for ping commands. Um, but uh, you might have changed that, by the way, if you haven't. It's a really cool feature for your for your ping commands as far as, like, communicating with people in game and there really is some cool ways you know we've seen games like um like apex legends right and paladins over the past couple years they had really good ping systems like one of the things that they were praised for in the game was the ping system especially on apex um and you know so you know there's some comparisons people are trying to do here and they talk a little bit about you know uh, uh some of the the replies that read that have come from Reddit and particularly a reply from Reddit where they talk about the voiceover lines that they're going to be adding from major regions uh, for like A, B, C, mid, etc. cetera. Uh, so they can append uh, those to ping callouts. Uh, so we're really going to get some audible callouts from the characters. It's going to be pretty neat. Uh, I think I said this to you before the show and you're like, Oh, that's going to get real old lamps, 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 lamps. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there will be a cooldown just like there is in this game already. Right. With, with, uh, yeah, the yeah. voice line that we currently have yeah. is like here, here, here. Right. You can't, you know, after you do it two or three times, it stops doing it. Um, so I, I would imagine that's going to be the same thing on here, but I, I think it's cool. I think that they're continuing to look at all aspects of the game, not just, Hey, is uh hit registration, right? They're also looking at all the way down to like, hey, let's talk about voice lines for characters. Let's talk about our ping system. And they're not just continually looking at one aspect of Valorant. They're looking at all of them and reimagining those continually. And I think that's what's really making Valorant continue to have the growth it's having. Taylor, this weekend, we had an event that is, was literally, I think at one point I heard over 250,000 people watching it collectively. They, oh, yeah. had, they had parties going on. Things were happening. I mean... Valorant is looking great and to bring in a ping system to make it even, you know, a, a better thing and to look at things like a ping system to continue to grow the game and have the fans that it has just speaks to where Valorant is headed and oh, how yeah. far it can go, right? And that's what I'm so excited about. I'm excited to talk about this week's, you know, uh phase invitational here in just a little oh, bit. Shoot. But Taylor, yeah. Let's also talk about all these players wanting to come over and come to Valorant in this week's main topic. Pay attention. I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. Taylor, CSGO players are, are literally just dying to get over here. 
We saw what happened this weekend. It was incredible matches that we're going to talk about here in just a moment. But why why is it all of a sudden like people f- just waking up? Are they just now noticing how fun Valorant is? I don't know if it's that. You know, the thing is, in the beginning, I mean, let's take it a step back. Valorant hasn't been out, but what, five, six months collectively total, and that includes the beta. So with that being said, Valorant is still very new. And because of that, orgs are, you know, they're jumping in feet first, it seems. Uh, the EU scene is much different. I think the EU scene is being much more passive whenever it comes to getting involved in the Valorant scene. But North America is not shy about it whatsoever. We've seen 100 Thieves, FaZe, and uh, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, we, involved, we've but... seen 100 Thieves. That's about all we've done with them. <laughs> Troy, hold up them. now. Don't start a fight all of a oh, sudden, sorry. man. Sorry Something to definitely talk sorry about later, about, though. Sorry Hiko, about is not, that. Hiko is not having a good time. And Nate Shot was very, very vocal about the 100 Thieves competitive teams, I think, as a whole. And he said, look... We just suck. We'll talk more about that later, maybe in a different podcast, maybe today. But the point is, though, teams are jumping or orgs are jumping in feet first. But like you said, though, are people just now realizing the potential of Valorant? I would say so. You know, this phase event, like you said, collectively, like 250,000 views or so. I mean, I'm sure it had more than that, given the fact that you mentioned watch parties were taking place. I know Myth was watching it. You know, he was kind of essentially coaching, if you will, um, the TSM boys, which is funny. He's, he's always talking to Wardell. But, you know, the point is, though, Valorant has seen massive growth. And we knew this was yeah. hap- would happen because Riot is behind it. So when FaZe announces their tournament, they come through with the FaZe Clan Valorant Invitational. $50,000. This was sponsored by Nissan. It was sponsored by Verizon. These are already sponsors that, of course, are attached to FaZe Clan. But this was a massive tournament. It featured, uh, you know, 16 of some of the best, uh, you know, uh, teams essentially in the world, or I should say not in the world, but in North America that competed across a numerous number of days. I got to say, I, I was a fan of the bracket style, though. So they had different groups. So group A, B, C, and D. And each of these groups, instead of just being group play, was actually bracket play. So you had to make sure that you were playing out of your mind and playing well, or else you were totally gone. Because it was single elimination, right? And it was a best of three. So they ended up taking the top uh, two teams out of each bracket. So that ended up being Sentinels, Gen.G, Cloud9, TSM, T1, and then Envy, who ended up moving forward to the main bracket, which is the playoff bracket that ended up being uh, all matches or best of three minus the finals, which was best of five. And it was double elimination. So you had a chance to work your way through to make yourself back into grand finals, much like Sentinels did, uh, who ended up playing against TSM in grand finals. Either way, though, it was a good showing for some teams but not for all. You mentioned 100 Thieves. They did not have a good time. They ended up playing against FaZe Clan during their group. They were in Group D. They ended up losing 2-1. to one. Uh, They you know, took one map, which is great. It's better performance than we've seen in the past. But FaZe Clan, let, let's face it, they were just formed not too yeah. long ago. 100 Thieves they, has been around for a They got their final member bit. like, what, a day before the event? A day before the event. And then they lose, or 100 Thieves loses to this, this roster. It is without question... That 100 Thieves is not doing well. And I really do feel bad for Hiko. I genuinely do. Because you got to think, Hiko, a C- or a previous CSGO star, transfers over, one of the, the leading streamers in the scene. He's He definitely, during the beta, you know, he kind of exploded back up again. His stream was taking off. 100 Thieves pick him up. He's going to be the captain. Before you know it, he has four PUBG previous pros that are put in place to join his roster. It was, it was very rushed. He didn't have a say in it. And then all of a sudden... 100 Thieves isn't performing well, and all that pressure is being on Hiko. 
And now yeah. Nate Shot is saying competitive teams suck for 100 Thieves, and it's just it's just not good. And I really do feel bad for Hiko. I genuinely do. I don't really feel bad for him. His stream is still blowing up. He dropped a 7K the other day, like literally a 7-kill round nasty. was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't really say I feel bad for the dude. I do feel, uh, uh, I, I do think it stinks for him to be in the position he's in because he is so talented. But he really needs to be surrounded by players that are actually challenging to him. And the problem is whenever you're as good as he is, if you're around players that are mediocre, you're so much better than them. You're not challenged in your day-to-day preparation. Um, and if anybody knows that, it's actually Nadeshot being surrounded by Skump for so long and having to try to compete with Skump. And, I mean, if you know the history of them two players together, it, it was back and forth quite a bit. Uh, and so I think that's the big problem with the 100 Thieves is there's nobody to challenge, nobody even on the level of Hiko on that team. And you can say what you want. I'm not saying the players are bad. I'm just saying on that pro, on that level that he is at, where he's able, uh, what he's able to do in his career, um, they just aren't even close. And so that, I think that's the big struggle for them. But dude, this weekend not only started out crazy with games like that, with FaZe coming in upsetting teams that they shouldn't have upset, but also, dude, the night before the grand final, right? In the semifinal, you had TSM and Sentinels and that to begin, right? And in that game, they ended up going, I believe, it was 18 and 16. All right, TSM came out, they 2-0'd Sentinels, right? But they ended up beating them in overtime. Aethens is a long game. Crazy back and forth. And then it leads to this, I mean, literally sets up the grand finals of Sunday. And I mean, it couldn't have been better scripted right from a storyline perspective it was absolutely unbelievable um but you had tsm come in they were a game up because they were in the winner's bracket right they didn't have they didn't go to loser's bracket uh long story short they ended up taking it to what 12-8 i think it was in the final game right and then they finally decided to play right like tsm finally decided to put it away they came back end up winning um and you know, taking the tournament away. Congratulations, TSM. I was going for TSM. I don't know if you got to catch any of it, but it was, it, there were some incredible games and very, very fun to watch. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it was a really special win for TSM because the pressure was on because Sentinels is, as of right now, regarded as the best team in North America. But of course, there are a bunch of teams trading off, right? T1 was apparently the best at one time. Then they started tournament dodging, but now then they can, you know, came back and they haven't seen the success that you know we expect them to see. Then of course, Sentinels started winning. They had won the uh, previous back to back weekends in various tournaments before this face tournament took place. So they were absolutely the favorite going into it. TSM was absolutely one of the favorites too, but Sentinels, I think everybody kind of took it for granted that Sentinels would win. So. As you as you called out though, very well said. Sentinels, you know, kind of come into grand finals. They had already been undefeated. They now go in with a one zero lead. So TSM already had their back against the wall. They needed to take some some you know decent wins. And uh, you know, with that being said, um, they they had a lot of pressure. They had a lot of pressure yeah. on them. But well, that bind no, no, map. Well, no. First off, before that, what's crazy is the night when they two owed them. They beat them on a scent like. 13 to 6. And if you yeah. know anything about the Sentinels, like Ascent has been their map. They've been yeah. demolishing Always people is. on that map ever since the, the release of it. 
And like no one can even come close. They just literally take so much control. And TSM did their work. They studied. They found out the plays. They knew how to control the mid game of that map or the, the midpoints of that map and mm. really dominated uh, that night before. And I think that that took the Sentinels by surprise and really knocked them off the game the rest of that night. And that's why they ended up 2 0 in them. Um, let's be honest, most of the time, this, this matchup should be a, in a best of three, it should be a 2 1, right? Like it should be back and forth constantly with these teams. The level of talent is ridiculous. Um, you know, Wardell was like, Something like negative, negative five or six um, yeah. KD whenever they decided to finally start playing there at the end and coming back and winning. So, uh, you know, they, they ended up, uh, what was it, winning on, what was the final map that they won on? Um, it was a bind. It was bind. So, yeah. and, and, and I'm telling you, it was back and forth that whole match. Uh, you, you know, they came out on top uh, originally on Haven, even like TSM came out five to one on Haven Sentinels came back and just turned that thing around and demolished them on that. Then the next map you go to TSM ended up winning it. Like we said, uh, it was absolutely unbelievable. But I think what it spoke to was when we think a team's really good, the next week could be completely different. Like hundred percent. The, 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 the studying, the playing, the coaching by, not not necessarily myth, but by TSM and the organization, <laughs> the studying they did into the Sentinels playing and uh, being able to control players uh, the way that they did from the Sentinels and being able to, you know, essentially shut down some of the best players that are in the game right now. Yeah. Right? That yeah. The roster by Sentinels is sick with Shazam and Zoms, right? And Sinatra. Like, that, that in and of itself is a feat, right? And you had Wardell and boys take them down. And you got to understand, you know, that comeback was massive. As you as you said, right, I'm buying the, the final map, game five, uh, TSM was down considerably. I mean, it looked over with. I, I was even saying we were in a call together. I was like, it's over. You know, Sentinels is going to take this. But then round yeah. by round, TSM started coming back. And then they get into the first bit of overtime. And then TSM just wins the next two and they take it all. And, you know, that was impressive for me. There was a lot mm-hmm. of great moments, a lot of great plays. It was a fantastic, historic, really, uh, grand finals that took place. You know, but with we, all the money on the line, the amount of people watching, it was it was insanity. Oh, dude! It, it, like just the mainstream, I think it was up to like a hundred and ten thousand or something like that yeah. at one point. I, I want to say a hundred ten, hundred and fifty something. I mean, it, it got up, and then there. it was insane. Yeah, and then there was other streams, like we said, the parties that were happening, the the view parties. But we got into that last match, and dude, you couldn't ask for better. Like. Literally, the rematch of Sentinels TSM to the biggest, the biggest teams, right? Uh, you, you had them beating them on a scent, their favorite map. Like, what was going to happen? They come back into it. Sentinels look like they're on fire after beating Immortals 2-0, right? They come in on fire, win the first round against TSM, tie it 1-1. You know what I mean? And, and like, then you get to the final game, and like we said, the TSM ended up winning, but it went into overtime again yep. after a night before of overtime. So, like, to me, this weekend really just showed, Taylor, and, and I'm sure you can hear my voice on listeners, but like the excitement that it was to watch Valorant. Like yeah. it was fun. It was like good, good, a good interaction with esports, a good, solid viewership experience, had storyline, had the players. And you ask, why do these invitations keep happening? Other teams are better. They don't have their chance. This is why, because of the personalities and the people that are around that they know they need to grow this this scene off of. 
And you know what? We, we talk about the you know fantastic finals. You guys need to go watch that tournament if you have at least the grand finals. Keep up with what's taking place. I know it's a lot coming your way. There is literally, it seems like a Valorant tournament. Like, I kid you not, happening every single day. Uh, there's one taking place today. Um, you know, it's just, there's just nonstop weekend after weekend after weekend. With that being said, though, definitely go back and watch it because it was a fantastic grand finals. And uh, it just comes to show you how close the North American competitive scene is. But with that being said, though, I do believe there was a lot of eyes on the phase event. People took notice of that. And one of those people that took notice is Nitro. Nitro, if you don't know, is a previous CSGO star. He has been on the Team Liquid roster for some time, but he actually was uh, he actually de uh, departed that team as of recently. Very recently, in fact. And he's been streaming Valorant for a little bit now, but more importantly, though, more importantly, he ended up fully committing and transferring over to Valorant. So we're talking about an IGL, right? Former IGL. He was labeled as the jack of all trades. He was a fantastic addition to any squad whenever it came to CSGO, most notably, obviously, Team Liquid. But now he's coming over to Valorant. That is a big move. And this is a monumental move, given the fact that he was, he was actually, you know, at the top uh, of food chain, if you were, at least a very well-known, very dominant player in the CSGO scene. And he actually gives it up. For the longest time, people have talked about Valorant pros or uh, previous pros from whether it be Overwatch, CSGO, whatever, transferring over. And a lot of these guys never had what it took to make it into CSGO, and that's why they're switching over to Valorant to finally get their big break. But with Nitro, that's not the case, okay? That's not the case. He has made it in CSGO, and he was continuing to make it in CSGO, but now he transferred over towards Valorant because he sees the future, he sees the success. Now, he's not the only big CSGO pro to move over. We're talking about Mixwell, Sick, Wardell, Sabrosa, Hiko, Scream, right? You also have Drone, uh, Swag, Tins. These guys transferred over from CSGO as well. So with him coming over, that's big news. And anybody right now is is perfectly happy. Outside of, you know, Sentinels, TSM, uh, you know, maybe Gen G, and a couple of the top name people, T1. Of course, they're not looking to maybe open up a roster spot. But people like FaZe. People like 100 Thieves, right? We, we talked about them struggling quite a bit. Uh, you know, there are multiple rosters who would be happy to take Nitro and will open up a spot and kick somebody off to then pick up Nitro. Either way, uh, it's big news that he's coming over, Troy. Yeah, I th and I think it's just the beginning. Um, like you said, he's uh, he's been a, a star, per se, in the CSGO scene for quite a while. He's been tearing up 10-mans in North America. You know, everybody that's been seeing him play um, just saying that he's been, you know, trying to trying to get to that uh, that radiant. You know, he was Immortal Three, I think, um, previously, and so he's he's didn't been grinding to get to his that radiant rank. I think it's interesting to see. You know, it's kind of a new challenge, I think, for some of these CS:GO players too. But also a nice, you know, fresher breath air, right, with a new game, something else that they can challenge themselves on. Uh, I, I I'm really interested to see like who else is going to come over. Um, I also think that it's a, you know, right now we're getting to see an opportunity of some players uh, start, start, you know, a, a career that otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity. And so that's always really exciting to see the new faces that come up as well. So I'm excited, man. I, I think uh, we're, we're just at the beginning of, of what is what is going to happen in competitive Valorant. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, like we said, the game's only been out for what, you know, five, six months at this point. We have tournaments literally every weekend. There's plenty of opportunities for new pros, new shining stars to rise up. And that goes not only for the competitive scene for professional play, but also for talent as well. We're seeing a lot of talent transfer over, whether it be from CSGO, League of Legends, Overwatch, commentary, things like that. They're coming in, they're making their way. Well, and that's a beautiful thing. And the prices are going up. And also, like, you know, I, I got a friend that's on the T1 Academy team. You know, T1 Kurt yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, very, very crazy. But, uh, you know, the fact that uh, they're already starting on Academy teams, that's one thing that's in League of Legends. And we've seen in League of Legends. And so to see teams already building Academy teams, uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. I think you're going to have more players coming over from other sports trying to take up these spots. Because the one thing that's different about, uh, about an FPS than a MOBA, like, like uh um uh, like League of Legends. Yeah. Is that the the practice and certain things that have to be reiterated over and over and over are very, very, very difficult in League of Legends. Uh and there's definitely some strategy and difficult things to to take place here in Valorant, but I don't think that this like the the bar is as high, like the the skill gaps are as high necessarily. And you're going to have some young kids that come in and uh, maybe some previous pros of other games that are just shock other shock you and uh, I think are going to take this scene away as we continue to watch it grow. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that's very well put. You know, obviously, we are going to see the scene grow and continue to grow. And uh, you know what? We also like to help the agents at home grow. I think one of the biggest things that they've been saying, you know, they love the saber spin. They love the tips and tricks. They've been getting better with it. And we said last week. All right, just shut said, up then and let's jump into saber spin. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. Sorry, sorry, Taylor. I just, Why you gotta do that? I just, I'm getting all just, sentimental. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm tearing up, thinking about my agents out there, leaving comments and stuff, and you just gotta throw it right back okay, in my face. Okay, uh, confession first. Confession before we give this tip because I already read it. I still haven't played Killjoy. I'm trying not to pay for. Her. I'm just grinding her her contract. I think that's fair. Grind, yeah. I mean, you know, get up. Get, why pay? Why pay like I did? Don't do that. Save your money. Grind for it. Make it more rewarding. I had a chance to play Killjoy. Oh, so and would you, you know say what? in a save or spin situation, this would be save? Don't I, I would say save. I would say save, oh, okay. yeah. I, I think, look, I think Killjoy is an incredible agent. I think she's powerful. But it's still, well, first and foremost, she was she was banned, actually, from the phase event. And that was only because she's so new. They didn't want any, you know, game-breaking components of her to be used. Yeah. So we might see her, you know, in future tournaments. But I, I'm very curious to see, especially after playing her, is she really going to be as overpowered as people think? I think maybe in some cases, but maybe not in others. Okay. But I'm very curious. But I did say something last week, and I said, you know what? Saver Spin this week is going to be about Killjoy, and I made good on that. And actually, it was, it was pretty easy to do so because of our boy T1 Kurt. Yeah, T1, T1 Kurt. Kurt made a beautiful play. I ended up watching this. It was trending on Twitter, and I said, I have to bring this to the masses. If you haven't seen it already, go and watch it to get a visual of what is taking place. There's been plenty of articles about it. It's been on Reddit. And on top of that, too, you can just go uh, to T1Kurt on Twitter. Check him out. So the, the latest tip article comes- on DeSerto. Latest article on the I'm telling you, this is a fan until I don't know. I don't know how this is going to be fixed. It might not get fixed, but the point is it is beautiful. So specifically on ascent, if you go to B site where the baby steps are that transition you into market, there's a place where you can place your alarm button. You could just 
just place it on the ledge. Now, if you guys don't know, your alarm bot, or your who, whether it be you if you're playing Killjoy or somebody else's, you can actually see through that alarm bot. Yeah. But it's harder for the it's enemy like to see you. It's like it's transparent. transparent. It's like purple transparent. But the thing is, it's harder for the enemy to see you. So by placing the alarm bot in front of you on baby steps, if you can crouch down, that will actually take tank damage. So if an enemy shoots at you, it actually will take at least one or two bullets away so you're not getting headshot. Gives you an advantage there. But you can also shoot through the alarm bot. It's transparent. You can see the enemies in front of you. Which means you're hiding from the enemies. They can't see you. All they see... Actually, yeah... And then on top of that, too, you're shooting through the alarm bot, which means when they go to shoot back at you, it tanks the damage. It is a beautiful component. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's going to get fixed in the fact of, like, you're going to shoot the alarm bot. Like you That, can do that would be an easy you, fix. Like, as a teammate, you can do damage to an alarm bot. But of course, then you have the trolls and everything else that could come from that, right? Like just trolling your own team and every time they throw their alarm bot down you shoot it i could see well let me ask this you you don't you can't shoot a a, a cypher tripwire and blow it up if you're a team you're, no if you're a teammate right no, you but can it only doesn't, do it yourself no but it doesn't block any shots from hitting me in the head no and, it doesn't you know what I mean? but you know what i think it's an incredibly broken component to kill joy but it's one that I welcome you guys to use until it gets patched because it's it's actually pretty crazy. And you know, know he only used it on ascent. You could be creative and use it use it anywhere you want. Maybe oh, maybe think, even on platform too on on uh, on Haven. Maybe I think you, you could even there. use it like if you use a sage wall and then put it up on another wall and then peek over it with the sage wall and use it's it. It's a lot to, of commitment, but you could do you know, that. You could there's, do. There's, I think there, it's cool. I think it's cool too. It's very creative. You know, people like. You know, T1 Kurt, those guys think on a different level than me or you. You know what I mean? They, these guys are, are really dissecting it to another level every single move. And they're finding things like that. Uh, and the other things that they're finding, they're finding our tricks and our match points also very helpful these days. Let's jump into those. Match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. Everybody's finding our match points helpful. You didn't know that, Taylor? I love it. I really do. The, hey, the comments don't lie. And you know what? I got to say, I'm actually really happy for that. Keep them coming. Let us know if they help you. Let us know if they don't help you. Hey, we are absolutely willing and able to discuss some more things, and whether it be tips and, tri- uh, tips and tricks or, of course, our final thoughts. But you know what? I'm going to start with mine. Of course, I, you know, I'm going to start first. And for me, I'm going to be working on omen teleport spots now i may not play omen very often but it's one that i feel is incredibly important and competitive he he has a very high usage rate he's incredibly important on multiple maps whether it be split or bind um but i want to personally or even haven right i mean you can you'd be used on on a set any map but my mind was kind of open today and i was watching golden boy stream and he was watching one of the tournaments that took place today and one of the one of the players on one of these teams was playing a bind, and he ended up sending his smoke over to uh, if you guys know where elbows at outside of the tunnel, right on the on the B site. He sent it there, and a little edge of the smoke got onto the uh, onto the side where the tunnel's at. Okay, and then most of the smoke went over into uh, into like the the elbow area, if you know what I'm talking about. But because that little edge was covered in the corner, it was enough to cover the TP, the alt TP from Omen. And he was able to get in that corner 
And essentially, it opens up just a, a can of worms, if you will, to get more eliminations. It was a beautiful, beautiful spot. And I said, you know what? How many more spots like that exist? Because Golden Boy was impressed. I was impressed. And I said, you know what? That is a very powerful one. I, I would say you need to send it out with double smoke so it's less conspicuous. But the point is, it's incredibly useful. And you can easily get behind someone. Because you know someone is always going to be over there watching Hookah. You know, uh, watching uh, Tree or watching Garden, rather. You always know someone's going to be there. So by TPing over there, they're not going to know that. You're going to be able to come out of that corner and be able to laser them. Get control of that site easily so yeah. the rest of your teammates can pop up. So that's my t that's kind of my final thoughts, if you will. I'm going to be working on those Omen TP spots and really taking a deep dive in, uh, in figuring out where the best spots are. Well, I dude, I definitely think Omen has come up. Like for me, as watching as a character, I thought wasn't very important that now is one of the most important agents to have. He just his his ability to uh, maneuver and get around uh, other agents is just really scary, and especially on the right player. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure if that'll be you, but we'll find out, right? Uh, I'm, I'm teasing, teasing, teasing. But uh, mine is reticle placement this week, Taylor. Um, one thing that you are better at me than me at is definitely your reticle placement most of the time. Uh, and mine is not so good. I'm finding myself a lot of times starting like, you know, neck high or like chest high with all my shots and yeah. just really got to focus on, you know, having my reticle up, being able to get those one taps. Cause you can't get one taps if you're not looking at the people's heads. So that's fair. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm working on is my reticle placement. I really want to talk about it a lot. I know we kind of joke sometimes, like when we're all playing together, if someone makes a bad shot, we're like, this is a good time to talk about reticle placement. Well, for me, <laughs> lately, uh, all time has been, uh, all the times are good to talk about reticle placement. And so I am, I'm working on that this week for sure. Hey, always, always a good thing to work on. Reticle placement. Hey, that's where your deathmatch comes in handy, right? That's where deathmatch goes in handy because that you is can true. go through. You're not going to get punished. It doesn't affect your loss score. You know, you're, you're only gaining 500 XP. It's very, very, uh, you know, low cost to get into it, right? You you know you're not losing too much. Plus, you're only dependent on yourself. Go in and practice. That's where deathmatch is important. And that's why it's awesome that it was added. Either way, guys, it's always a beautiful thing getting to discuss Valorant over and over and over again with you guys. And of course, for the 14th episode of the Valorant show, that is all the time we have for you. If you did enjoy this episode, please don't be shy. Go ahead and leave a comment, leave a rating so we can discuss you in the Ask the Agent section. And you could do that, whether it be on iTunes or Podbeam. We'd love to hear from you. We really do. Genuinely, I, I love adding your comments into the, the show script week in and week out. We love talking to you guys and, and just give it a chance to create a dialogue, if you will. But like I said, it's all the time we have. It's been a beautiful episode, and we hope to see you guys again on the next one. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.